Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Priya Dufton. I'm Saloni Kanani. And welcome to our very first episode of our new podcast, Brown Skin, White Lies. This podcast is created to talk about the issues on the South Asian representation and misrepresentation in the theater, film, and television industry. We created this podcast because we're incredibly passionate about these issues and we've spent so many hours talking about it, but we thought let's create a platform where these concerns can be voiced and what better way to do it than make it our senior thesis podcast. Exactly. And just a little bit of background on who we are. I am a senior theater arts major at Loyola Marymount University. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, but my um, mom is from India. What about you, Sal? I am also a senior theater arts and psychology double major at LMU, and I'm originally from Shanghai, China, but both my parents are Indian and they were born and raised in Mumbai. So, a little disclaimer. We are senior theater arts majors, as we already kind of (laughs) mentioned. Um, But this is our thesis project that we are working on right now. And while we have done a lot of research into the um, topics and information that we're going to be discussing in each of these episodes, at the end of the day, we are still college students. We aren't experts on all these topics. You know, we are going to make sure that our, our... ideas are well researched but it's going to be a mix of that and also our own opinions and experiences um, that we're going to kind of talk about and highlight in this podcast exactly so we hope this podcast is a place for you to feel represented open up room for discussion get educated and just to feel that you are heard and these stories and issues are incredibly important So our first episode is kind of just going to be an introductory episode into the current state of South Asian representation in film, television, and theater. So we're going to go a little bit over like what South Asia is in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, we'll also talk a bit about some of the characters that currently exist mm-hmm. in film, TV, and theater. And then we'll also talk a bit about some of their names, their accents, just truly a brief overview of the topic of this podcast and then we'll kind of get into the nitty-gritty of everything in our following episodes right so without further ado let's get into episode one so starting off let's just talk a little bit about what south asia is right So there are over 1.75 billion people who are South Asian. And out of that, 20 million of them live outside South Asia. Wow, we're really everywhere. We really are. And so, you know, what are the countries that encompass South Asia? Well, there's Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, Maldives, Pakistan, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. That is a wide variety. A lot of countries. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know that those are the countries that are even included in the umbrella term of South Asia. Right. And within all that, there's a lot of like diversity that comes between the different countries and even within the countries. Like I always think about us as a perfect example. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like my family is Malayali. We're from South India. We speak Malayalam. Um, We 
have all of these different like cultural aspects that vary from the part of India that Sal's from. Like we eat different foods, right. we have different um, cultural celebrations, all sorts of small differences between our two parts of India. Yeah, and my family, you know, we're originally from Gujarat. We speak Gujarati. Um, we eat the typical Gujarati foods, the dokla, fafra, you know. But my parents and grandparents were born and raised in Mumbai, so we have this whole other aspect that creates this new dynamic and just really proves the amount of diversity there actually is that's not represented. Exactly. You definitely don't see this in the kind of media that we're consuming, and that's something that we just really want to talk about today. That kind of leads us into what this episode is going to be all about. Yeah. So getting into things, when you kind of like think about the TV shows, movies, Mm -hmm. plays, whatever it might be that you're watching, consuming, there is a certain level of diversity that like exists amongst that. Nowadays, like I I feel like it's not really okay to have an all white cast. And so we do see, you know, black characters in TV shows or a Hispanic character, something Mm -hmm. like that. But I don't know if you agree with me, Sal, but Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the representation that kind of exists, it almost feels like disingenuine like it's not or like manufactured yeah it feels like we're we're kind of like a diversity quota I know and honestly it's just so sad that we're being cast to be a part of this diversity quota and not because we're actually talented and worth the role and how ironic is it that we are 1.75 billion people and we're Mm -hmm. all around the globe we're everywhere but we're not actually there on screen in theater media it's just really sad to see that though we exist everywhere we're nowhere to be seen on screen exactly and i feel like it's just we really need to get to a place where Mm -hmm. the stuff that we're like consuming represents the real world that we live in. I feel like that is the biggest problem with the stuff that we're consuming is it just does not look like the real world. No, the real world is so diverse, but on screen we don't see any of that and it should really mirror each other. Exactly. So with that in mind, we kind of have like a little activity that we wanted to start off the podcast with. Yeah. Um, So we had a question for all of our viewers. Just take a moment and think of five blonde female characters in TV shows, movies, plays, whatever you want. Um, But think of five blonde characters. We'll give you like 20 seconds. Right. We'll come up with our own list too. Yes. Great. I think that was enough time. So I thought of Regina George. Yes, definitely. Um, Sharpe Evans, iconic. Iconic. Rachel from Friends. Oh, yeah. Cassie from Euphoria. Um, Teddy from Good Luck Charlie. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Child Marine. Oh, so many great. So, so many, many. Great Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah, exactly. So many. So many. Honestly, I feel like if we kept thinking about it we could create (laughs) an even longer list of people there's just so many iconic characters um that are blonde females in tv shows and movies exactly well now we want to switch it up a little bit so now to our listeners think of south asian characters in either film tv 
plays anything, does not matter their gender or any phenotypical characters. Just think of any South Asian characters and we'll give you guys another 20 seconds. How did that go? That was awful. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was really hard no. to come up with people. Um, but I don't know. Did you think of Kelly Kapoor? Yeah, or maybe like Davy from Never Have I Ever. Right, or Cece from New Girl. Oh yeah, maybe even Priyanka Chopra. Or the various Dave Patel films <laughs> yeah. and TV shows. Yeah. Um, but this list was, you know, just top of our head, twenty seconds, and it was really sad that. We are South Asians and we're consistently trying to find shows and movies that have South Asians and that was really sad that it it was even hard yeah. for us to like come up with that list. Like to be completely honest, right. we actually did create a list prior to this mm-hmm. where we kind of tried to tally up all of the South Asian characters that we could yeah. think of in the different movies and TV shows and things like that that we've watched. Right. And if I'm being completely honest, it took us more than an hour and we only came up with 32 characters and out of that like I don't even know if they're all actually famous characters that if I release the list I don't think people would even know most of them yeah I feel like half of them are like side characters or like background characters Mm -hmm. that are just like meant to support the main character's story and so realistically like yeah, the the representation is not there. And I feel like if Sal and I had taken an hour to come up with oh, yeah. the, a list of blonde female characters, yeah. it would be... It, Quite expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely significantly longer. Yeah, it um, would. Which I feel like is a good... Yeah, just it's representation just good, of the, the differences that yeah. exist um, and what we kind of need to be working towards. Yeah, it was just a basic indicator of how there is literally no representation there. Yeah. And when we think of like the representation that actually exists right now, mm-hmm. realistically, the kind of current prototype for South Asian characters is through a white person's lens. Because when you kind of think about some of the first South Asian characters mm-hmm. that are in different movies and TV shows. Yeah. It's like Apu from The Simpsons or Mowgli from The Jungle Book. Interesting fact, actually, about Mowgli from The Jungle Book. We just searched it up, the original cartoon. The entire cast is voiced by old white men. Yeah, literally There's just white men. no South is, Asian Even in though that. it's literally set in India, yeah. they use all sorts of different Indian terms and yeah. they didn't even put an Indian person in no, it. No, crazy. And it's sad because like, these characters kind of serve as like the foundational mold for South Asian characters that we still see today. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's literally characters that were created, voiced, and written by white people. And now we actually have South Asian actors out there who are trying to get these jobs, but they're trying to fit into a mold that is created by white people about who and what a South Asian is when it's not even South Asian at all. Exactly, exactly. It's like just such a poor representation because we didn't have South Asians in the rooms when no. these characters were being created, giving actual, true, authentic stories and experiences to create real characters. We just have like this completely fabricated version of, of what a South Asian is. Absolutely. 
And you know, given that when we are actually finally cast in something, we're playing stereotypical roles yeah. like doctors, mm-hmm. cab drivers, mechanics, engineers, shop owners, or even unfortunately a terrorist. And this is just South Asian characters having to play on their own stereotypes for humiliation or other reasons that only reinforce these negative schemas that are put out into the world. Exactly. And it's like really problematic when we only have this kind of representation because that really, for a lot of people, the representation that they see in movies and TV shows is kind of like the foundation of their understanding for other people or other cultures. Mm -hmm. And so when we like make that scope of what South Asia or what South Asians are so small, Mm -hmm. people that have never really like interacted with South Asians in their everyday life yeah. kind of treat these stereotypes as fact and actually go and like have that play out in the real world. Right. And so, you know, when people see our brown skins, they're like, oh, that's a doctor. Yeah. That's a terrorist or that's a freeloading immigrant. Exactly. It's just all of these negative assumptions that are instantly made about us because we haven't gotten to a place where we have like true representation of South Asians. Yeah, and it's not like the mass public is gonna pick up a book or research. They get their information from things like TV shows and films that are widely consumed by the general public. And honestly, when we were like creating that list of South Asian characters so that we could figure out the different like tropes and stereotypes that they often um, play, we notice a really interesting theme with all the names of those South Asian characters. And of that list of like 32 characters that we come up with, about half of them were all characters with white names, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, why do we keep seeing these white names coming up over and over again? Right. Why aren't they just authentic South Asian names? Well, that was really interesting because after having that moment of looking at the names, Mm -hmm. I did some research and I found this article by Faima Bakker in the New Musical Express addressing this exact issue. And Bakker states that South Asians as South Asians, yeah. we're already consistently feeling this pressure to integrate into this Western oh, world. Definitely. And so now my guess is that by having these white names in shows and movies only regurgitates this unhealthy and unfortunate mentality of assimilation and that embodying a true South Asian identity is not what is wanted by the world. And, you know, she also points out that creating these characters who don't have cultural names only reminds us, quote unquote, that we will always be different and that we're not enough as we are and we could do anything more to fit in. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it just keeps perpetuating the idea of assimilation Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that we kind of noticed when we were looking at that list is that um the other names that existed on the list that were actual south asian names yeah they were always south asian names that were pretty like simple and straightforward names that Mm. were like easy to pronounce like i think of davy or um yeah exactly or raj yeah that's another really common one it was always like very simple south asian names that weren't too complicated Mm -hmm. and we started to kind of like 
like think about why that was and realize that like with all these names, we're really kind of catering it to white audiences. Oh, absolutely. And we're creating like these simplified names that are straightforward and easy to pronounce so that we don't inconvenience white audiences too much. Right. And this suggests this 2D persona of a brown character that we're already stereotyped and we only have a small scope and now our names are also basic. And this continues to promote cognitive laziness and weaponized incompetence to the white audience by creating characters that have these super simple brown names or completely white names so that they do not have to learn quote-unquote difficult minority names yeah and when we do this it extends to the real world oh 100 percent. like definitely i can think of so many situations where i feel like white people will do not put the same effort into learning to pronounce our names as they do to just even pronounce like words from other like or not english but white countries and their languages i feel like there's so many words that we can think of or names like tchaikovsky or something like that where you know it's an equally complicated name but it's coming from another white country and people are putting the effort into pronouncing those names but not into pronouncing the supposedly difficult names of minorities no exactly and i think that goes to you know what you were telling me about your mom's name if you want to share that no exactly like for example when my mom moved to canada Mm -hmm. she moved when she was really young and her name's molony which just starting out i feel like is a really simple name to say like that is not a hard name at all um but like when she was really young first going to school people just immediately started to pronounce her name as Malini. What? And yeah, I know. It, that's just kind of like how everybody Wait, started to pronounce Wait, how does it go from Malini to Malini? I know. And what was harder or easier? Simpler, exactly, yeah. about the second version, exactly. Um, and that was just what people started to like call her. And you know, she was really young. Um, I feel like for a lot of immigrants there's really that like whole idea that we just talked about of having to assimilate trying not Mm -hmm. to ruffle too many feathers trying not to stand out you're just kind of trying to to be that model minority and not yeah not get in people's way not make things too complicated for them so like she just kind of she's she's okay with the fact that people call her Malini now like it's just kind of become a a thing and when we're around our like Indian family everybody calls her Malini but um I feel like it's a consistent issue that so many immigrants have to deal with like she had a pretty simple straightforward name but there are so many immigrants that have way more complicated names that are gonna have to um yeah do that exact same thing where they have to simplify their name or change it or alter it so that they aren't inconveniencing white audiences and when we're doing that in tv shows and movies too it's just like spreading to the mass public and it's just it's not what's right and honestly if we diversify the names that are put into media it will help promote an overall understanding to different cultures like for example i can think of latinx or hispanic cultures with the spanish language and now we know not to pronounce the j simple things like that is like it gets spread from the media to the mass public and you start picking up on it and because of you know just the mere exposure effect Mm -hmm. the more we hear the more we 
see things we learn yeah we do 100 percent. you start to like learn how to pronounce it properly and i feel like if we did that with um south asian names or just any yeah. complicated supposedly minority names yeah. um we would start to like make it a lot easier for those minorities who are like living in the real world and going about because people mm-hmm. are actually starting to understand how to pronounce their yeah. names and i feel like it's honestly so simple because like i understand you know sometimes reading a name like we're not expecting people to like know how to pronounce no. It perfectly on the first try that's no. definitely not the case but at least like putting the effort into learning right and i feel like or being like hey i didn't quite catch that do you oh, mind repeating yeah. it and exactly. then actually maybe taking a phonetic note of it yeah or, exactly i don't know making a mental note about it but there are ways that you can actually listen oh, and yeah. learn yeah exactly and i feel like if we're in the shows and movies that we're watching if we're including like more complicated south asian names in those shows and we get the the other co-stars yeah. in the show to learn how to properly pronounce the name then just by like hearing that repeated exactly. over and over again as you're watching a show then people will start to internalize it they'll start to understand how to a pronounce that specific name but also how to maybe go about pronouncing other south asian exactly names exactly and obviously all of this is not to diminish those that have Anglican names, oh, yeah. but it's more just to show that like there are majority of us who have more culturally off- like authentic to South Asia, those names mm-hmm. that do need to be out there, that need to be, first of all, pronounced correctly, um, put out there and represented because there is a diversity in these names. Oh, definitely. Yes. And so I think if we just continue to diversify, we will hopefully reach a point where people start to understand how to pronounce names properly and put the effort into it. Because as we said in the beginning, names are so personal. It's part of your self-identity. It is literally who it's, well, it's not entirely who you are, but by addressing someone by their name correctly, you're acknowledging them as another human being. Yeah. And we're all human beings at an equal level so why can't we have the same individuality that other people get by having their names pronounced correctly and in the same way that like that stereotype of a south asian was created by white individuals Mm -hmm. the idea of what a south asian or indian accent is supposed to sound like comes from these really over-exaggerated characters like Apu from The Simpsons, which we like already talked about. But you know, his accent was created and voiced by a white character. And it really like is, it's just so over-exaggerated. And it feels like that over-exaggeration is meant to either be a defining characteristic of that character to like be like, oh yeah, they're South Asian, hence the accent. Or it's truly there for comedic purposes, which is exactly what we see in The Simpsons. Well, I mean, we're already, with just our skin color, already seen as different. Why must we put on an accent? And, you know, in relation to that, an article I found by Project Muse was that a brown voice or accent racialization is most often used in conjunction with comedic narratives and representation. And the profileration of... Asian American and South Asian American leading roles and characters who are identified as racial minorities and who address their race and ethnic background in the narrative arc of the story appear primarily in comedic genres. Exactly. The perfect example I can think of is the show Aziz Ansari's show Master of None where in the episode he goes in for this audition and you know he's an actor in the show itself and his character Dave 
um, goes into an audition mm-hmm. and they tell him to do an Indian accent. And he was like, um, I don't know. And he literally says in quotes, he is confused whether or not to do a funny Indian accent to land a lead role. Like, what does that even mean? What even is an Indian accent? Yeah. Why is it that we need to put on an Indian accent, shouldn't it already just be considered an Indian accent if you're Indian? Yeah, exactly. Why do we have to put on an accent to be Indian enough? And I also think that another thing that's like commonly overlooked in um, media because we do have this like stereotypical accent that all South Asian and Indian characters are expected to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we look at like the US, you know, there's varying accents based on like states, you know, there's a typical Southern accent, there's the New York accent, California, whatever it is, you know, it, it varies state by state. And that's fully the case in pretty much like every country oh my gosh, yeah. definitely in Literally. most of the south asian countries you know there's yeah. varying accents based on yeah. regions but that is not something that we see in western media we only see that differentiation with like yeah american characters or white characters yeah and it's sad because a lot of south asians are expected to put on this accent that's not even like their true accent and i feel like people don't actually know what real south asian accents sound like because of that wasn't it in your class you did a project and you made them listen to your cousins yeah exactly i took um a dialects class Mm -hmm. when i was in college and one of like my final assignment that i did was a whole kind of breakdown of Indian accents, but I personally chose my family's accent, the kind of accent that they have. Mm -hmm. And so I got one of my cousins to send in a recording of her reading this story. And when I played it for my class, everybody was so shocked by her accent because they had truly never heard an Indian accent like that before. Because at least my family, we have a lot more of that like British, British colonial influence in our accents and so um you know our our accents do sound a little bit more british and all of yeah all the other kids in my class were just so surprised by my cousin's accent and they were like wow this is so beautiful she doesn't sound like a yeah exactly why have i never heard an indian accent like this before and i was like yeah because you know there isn't diversity amongst the accents and realistically the accent for indian characters that does exist isn't even a true proper representation. No, absolutely not. And you know, these accents, actors are forced to play scientifically or logically speaking should not even exist. And this is because research shows that accents are actually solidified by the age of 12. Oh, yeah. So logically speaking, a character who is born and raised in the U.S., would not have an accent, especially if they're surrounded by people with an American accent. Yeah. I mean, my own personal example is that when I came to LA for college, mm-hmm. my own accent kind of became more, I don't know, Californian. Oh yeah, definitely. Exactly. And so I was like, if someone who's born and raised in the US of an immigrant family, they would realistically have an American accent. Yeah, no, exactly. And I can think of so many characters in TV shows where I watch them and they're supposed to be like eight years old or 10 years old or something like that. And they have these like heavy Indian accents and it's just kind of like, why when we know that like scientifically you would lose your accent if you had you know immigrated over at such a young age. And I think of like, um, 
Why am I forgetting the name Bulgy. of the character? Oh yes, Balji yeah. in Phineas and Ferb. I was just exactly. That. Um, when I think of him, he's a good example. You know, he's supposed to be like a young character, yeah. and he's primarily surrounded by all these like other white kids. And realistically, he would start to, at the very least, like lose his accent. Like it's not a necessary thing for him to have that accent. He could no. just be a brown character in the show. Um, but yet we decide to include that accent, and it's the same thing with like. Um, Revy from Jesse, same thing with him. You know, he does, he, I do remember his like character stories that he like immigrates from, um, India and, you know, comes to the U S so it, it could potentially make sense that he would have an accent at the beginning right. of the show, but like realistically he would lose that accent as time goes on. And it's just like, why are we making these actors who don't have in no. like Indian accents in the first place? Like the actor that plays Ravi, he does not have an accent at all. Why are we forcing them to like put on these, these fake accents just to play these characters like what is the whole reasoning behind that is it to prove that we're we're brown is it to prove that we're indian like well why do we need to have that consistently included with like most of the south asian characters that we see well as mentioned you know it is used as a way to just like make us different than we already are but on a more technical basis as the article from project muse mentions is that a lot of actors have to perform these accents as a mean of success and recognition in Hollywood narratives, which basically denies their individuality and their own variety of experiences. And also sometimes there are actors who want to challenge these pre-existing character stereotypes, but you know, already our choices. We don't even get roles in the first oh, yeah. place. We don't have the ability exactly. to like say no, no. to these so types of roles. So to be able to make it in the industry and actually make some money to live a life and sustain a life, you have to accept these roles that unfortunately is what gives you the money, but it only reinforces negative stereotypes. Exactly. So I personally think it's, it's not even up to the actors oh no it's It's, not I feel like that is like the one of the other biggest issues is that we consistently like put the blame on minorities by saying things like oh well they just shouldn't have taken that role if they didn't want to like you know perpetuate that stereotype or do that accent but it's like we aren't the ones creating these characters at the end of the day it is these white people in the writing room who are creating these stereotypes and perpetuating them over and over again and it shouldn't be the responsibility of the passionate brown actor who just wants to pursue their joy yeah exactly what they enjoy as their career like but i mean like just think about it would you stand there in an audition room and yell at the director and be like i'm not doing that that is so offensive oh no No. i would not especially in hollywood that's like the biggest thing that everybody talks about like you don't want to burn any bridges exactly you don't want to yeah exactly which means basically allowing these awful things exactly to and if you want to like yeah pursue your passions as a brown actor you do have to just accept that you're going to have to take these roles and it shouldn't be the fault of those actors no that they have like yeah, we need decided to, get, to play them we need to really get go to the further root. yeah, yeah exactly. root of the problem which is in the writing room exactly and this kind of just ultimately leads us to some like final questions of just like why do we keep having to exist in this mold with uh, the stereotypes the names the accident accents why are we always existing in this mold why can't we be more than just our comedic relief and more than our stereotype exactly this is kind of like some of the stuff that we want to continue to explore in our following episodes and highlight on and yeah just create an ongoing discussion about 
why why this all is happening yeah and how we can work to improve thank you so much for tuning into episode one we really hope you enjoyed please join us next week for episode two where we talk about casting in the industry and with that i'm saloni kanani i'm priya dufton and this is brown Brown skin Skin, white White Lies. lies